Has the fat lady sung with the loss on issue one, or is there more to come? Join us today with our, for our discussion on this issue on principles and policies. Hello, this is Chuck Michaelis. I'm the executive director of the Institute for Principled Policy. And uh, this is our show for uh, um, August 12th, 2023. It's being uh, recorded on the Friday before. Um, <clears throat> the, the question is, uh, 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 what do the numbers and, and what kind of analysis can we, can we do uh, to figure out what really happened? Uh, do a little bit of a postmortem and what that means for uh, the November election, because what's coming up in November is essentially it's it's uh, it's called the women's protect uh, health uh, women and children's health protection act or uh, referendum, but it's really an abortion amendment, flat out. It's an abortion amendment. Uh, it enshrines abortion in the Ohio Constitution and basically says that no one can do anything to stop it. But it's not just abortion, and I want to make that point. We'll get into that a little later. It's about removing your ability to control uh, the body of your minor children. <clears throat> and yes, I did say that. Minor children are not in control of their own bodies. Uh, they're... Uh, that's one of the arguments uh, somehow that uh, um, pe people are attempting to justify uh, allowing their children to uh, go through transition when they're quite young. I mean, before puberty, puberty and that kind of thing. When I say undergo transition, I mean attempting to convert them from a male to a female by changing their uh, outward appearance. You cannot change a male to a female or vice versa with outward appearance. It's not, it's unscientific. Um, it is intellectually bankrupt um, because a child feels like they'd rather be a boy when they're a girl or they'd rather be a girl when they're a boy does not mean you should instantly take them out put them in dresses um and have their uh, their genitals mutilated uh which is exactly what this amendment would allow and it not only would allow it in some cases if so-called experts that uh came out and uh said the child needed to do that on a behavioral basis for their mental health um, you'll pardon me, uh, if I, if I, I should chuckle, but it's not funny, uh, required for their mental health that, that they should, they would then go undergo a um, a quote unquote transition. Um, I have been watching some, uh, interviews with people who were, uh, rather famous or should I say infamous transition people who now in, as they're uh, in their mid-twenties, say that their lives have been destroyed by the fact that their parents allowed them to go through these transitions. They've come to their senses and have realized that uh, 
Uh, no, indeed. Uh, there's one case of an MTV child who transitioned to female from male, uh, quote unquote. And, uh, and now says I, this was the, and there's biggest mistake I ever made. And there's no going back because there isn't once you've, uh, um, once you have altered yourself, mutilated yourself, you can't turn back. Um, there are people who have quote unquote transitioned or, or identifying or living as the opposite sex who have not had the, the operation done to mutilate themselves. Why haven't they done that? Because they know it's absolutely a permanent condition. There's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can change. It's done. Um, you can't go back. And uh, they know this, and therefore they don't do anything about it. Okay, well, let's go back to the vote for a minute. Yes, I, I, I am getting an early push for a no vote on the abortion amendment. Um, I think I've seen too many cries uh, too many people who are in despair. I've seen too many people who think it's all over, and hence the fat lady sings. The fat lady, uh, and, and from my perspective, has not sung, and in fact, the orchestra has only just begun to play because November is the big battleground. It always was. Um, we knew this was a two-phase battle. We knew that we, re we really did need to win that August special and we'll talk about the numbers here in a minute we needed to win that but it wasn't absolutely necessary for victory in november now we'll talk about some of the things for the reason for the victory in november hangs in the balance it hangs in the balance because of what we can see from from the turnout on uh, on and the uh, vote on last tuesday on issue one so let's talk about that for a minute. Now, if you remember the week before this, I did a little talk on uh, what I expected for turnout. Uh, and I wasn't making a prediction on turnout, but I did a calculation based on a 40% turnout and the difference between a 50% plus one and a 60% on a... Um, a turn, you know, a a forty percent turnout because I was saying, yeah, we it's a hot button issue. We could see as much as forty percent turnout. Well, we didn't get forty, but we did get thirty seven and a half percent turnout, which is phenomenal for an August election. I'll be quite honest; it's it's very very good. We've seen higher than that. Uh, we've seen, I think, forty four is with the number I came up with last week. Uh, as high as 44. What we got was 37 and a half, which was 3 million people out of 8 million in Ohio. 3 million people cared enough about this issue to come out and vote. Now, I'll be quite honest. Issue one got shellacked. And it, uh, when I say shellacked, it got beat uh, 57 to 43. Percentage wise. Now, what does that mean? We did get... 1.3 million yes votes, but that also means we got 1.7 million no votes. And the question is, in November, can we convert that those 400 that 400,000 vote margin 
over to a no vote on the women's and children's quote-unquote health protection initiative. Can we do that? Well, there are a number of reasons why we might be able to do that. I, now, I'm, okay, I'm one of those people, <laughs> I'm a history buff, as you know. And one of the first things that came to my mind was a quote. And it was a quote um, from a conversation that supposedly took place uh, between William T. Sherman and Ulysses S. Grant at Sh the Battle of Shiloh after the first day. Because uh, Grant was in was in charge, um, and uh, um, Sherman was one of his uh, underlings, and uh, uh, Sherman comes up uh, came up to Grant and said, well, uh, supposedly, "Well, Grant, we've had the devil's own day, haven't we?" To which Grant replied, "Yes, lick him tomorrow, though," which they did. It wasn't much of a licking. It was a uh, the uh, the Union Army uh, basically um, uh, recovered their honor, and the Confederates were they they were in charge of the field at the end of the day. Uh, it was a huge uh, slaughter, um, and uh, both neither army really understood what they were doing. That's not the point. The, the attitude is the point. We'll lick them tomorrow, though. Are we necessarily going to lick them in November? Well, no. Could we? Yes. And there, there are reasons for that. Um, I've heard some things about these numbers, and I, I throw my hands up and say, yeah, so what? The, the big deal that I hear is, our side did not engage in early voting very well. We, we uh, the uh, the other side won the early vote. Well, there are reasons for that. Uh, if you were, we've ta been talking about this now for a month or or more. You got the things in the mail with the scissors cutting up the U.S. Constitution and and those kinds of things uh, having to do with the. Uh, uh, supposedly attacking majority rule and uh, uh, all that. <clears throat> well, of course, we've, we've talked about this. We're one of six states in the union who does not require a majority, uh, super majority of at least 60% to make changes to the Constitution. This is, these are always important questions, and very often they're confused and muddled by the two sides who come out and just say things that are not true. This flat out lies, which happened on the side of the uh, vote no people on this one. The, the things they said and the smoke screens they threw up were simply lies. And I know this from talking to people who came back and told me, I, I asked people, why did you vote no? And I've known other people who asked people, why did you vote no? Well, because the uh, uh, it would have required a 60% yes vote in all 88 counties for that um, 
to change the Constitution, I guess, it didn't do any such thing. It did require that uh, signatures on uh, petitions to get the thing on the ballot primarily would have to come from all 88 counties. The current requirement uh, actually only required signatures from 44 counties, half the counties, which means that signature gatherers would avoid low-density population counties. Uh, they didn't necessarily avoid them. They didn't waste time and money on it. Uh, why would they go to Gallia County? Why would they go down to some of the counties along the river? Why would they go to some of the north-western uh, counties? Why would they do that? Those are farm counties. Those are places where not a whole lot of people live, and they would not be lucrative on bringing in the total number of signatures that you need. You hang out in the high-population counties, and that's an advantage to, um, uh, uh, honestly, progressive-style um, initiatives. Why? You gather signatures in uh, Cleveland, Columbus, Cincinnati, Toledo, Youngstown, Dayton, um, and uh, um, other counties surrounding them that have high populations that tend to be more urban and more progressive. So you g go gather your signatures in 44 targeted counties under Issue one, it would have required that you get signatures, a, a specific percentage of signatures. You couldn't just go get one or two. You had to get um, a 5%, I believe was the number, 5% of the voters, of all registered voters, and they had to be registered voters, 5% of all registered voters in all 88 counties. That is a much tougher task. And it does not favor progressives like the current system does. Okay. That's the thing that would have changed. It did not require a 60% vote in all 88 counties. It just required a 60% vote overall. Okay. There were other things. Um, there were... Uh, People who went in, a lot of people, and I know a lot of you did this. And f by the way, for those of you who, pay, who paid attention and went out and voted yes, thank you. Thank you very much. And for those of you who voted no, I may understand why you voted no. And I'm going to talk about that for a second. You may very well have voted no because you went in, didn't do research beforehand, didn't, didn't go out and look at the places that talked about the pros and cons and and talked about the language and that kind of... You got in and read that thing and went, oh, this is way too complex. This is way too complex. I don't understand it. What do you do when you don't understand an issue? You vote no. I know that because I've been confronted with issues that I thought I understood and I read the issue. Now, usually... I. I do a lot about research before I go in and uh, um, um, and vote. But the fact is that some of you don't. You go in and read it on the day. And if it's confusing, and I'll give you this, 
issue one was complex. Uh, it it a lot of you probably went in and looked at it and said this is too complex and voted no, and I grasped that, and I don't blame you for that. There are other people who definitely knew that this would be part of a thing that, A, would make progressive legislation harder in the future. And it would certainly make passing um, the November issue harder, much harder. And therefore, um, you voted no. You, I blame. (laughs) I'll be quite honest. Now, there's a, there's a group in there, in that category, that I, I honestly am a little shocked about. And, it, and it, it made me think about why this would be. One of the reports I heard, and it, it's not completely confirmed, and it would take polling to find out and, you know, uh, talking to people and doing interviews and things. And that hasn't happened yet. And that won't happen for some time. There, I, it was reported to me that women of childbearing age showed up in droves to vote no on issue one. Now, honestly, that was a little short-sighted, but I understand it from a strategic viewpoint. You didn't want to have to meet that 60% threshold to continue to have the right to murder your babies. Or to make sure that murdering your babies um, would be enshrined in the in the Constitution. I know you don't like the language. Too bad. Um, that's exactly what it is. Uh, abortion is murder. And what's interesting about this, uh, a lot of women are schizophrenic on this issue. Not all of them. And not just women, men as well. But women are at the forefront of this. If you talk to them on an intellectual uh, basis, they will admit that, yes, abortion is murder. It's the taking of a life of a human being. um, And um, it's a bad thing. It's a bad thing, but where they go wrong is the idea that they have no other choice. If they get pregnant uh, out of wedlock or while they're in the middle of a, of a uh, career, um, you know, uh, an upswing in their career and it will get in the way of their career or it interferes with, uh, uh, name something that they want to continue to have the right to commit murder on these infants. Uh, Why? They readily acknowledge that God forbids it. And many of these women are, in fact, um, women of faith. Why? Why? Well, I think, honestly, the church is not being clear. Um, we, uh, The church is doing, it is making um, 
forgiveness too easy. Oh, don't worry. You know, you had an abortion. Don't worry. Uh, God will forgive you. God will forgive you if you've repented. There's no repentance. I'm sorry to tell you this, and this is harsh. I agree. I, I don't like talking about it. But the fact is, there's no forgiveness. If you know it's murder and you go willfully kill your baby and you think it's okay, and in fact, you would vote or support the right to do that in the Ohio Constitution. If you think that, that is not repentance. That is willful engagement in sin. And will God forgive you for that? Um, no. Um, I, you will not be forgiven for that. So a number of uh, people, I, I, you know, I'm sorry to say, again, I'm sorry to say that, and God won't forgive you because there's no repentance. Um, now, I've known a number of women who had abortions and have truly repented and are now uh, active in the pro-life movement. Has God forgiven them? Oh, absolutely. Why? They repented of their sin of having their abortion, and they repented of their sin of believing that it was something that was a viable option. And they certainly do not support uh, the idea that uh, women should be allowed to uh, do that. Um, that That's an important consideration. Will, will people in the fall who simply were confused by the issue or wanted to make sure that it wasn't quite so hard to uh, change the, the country's gui uh, the, the state's guiding law in the state constitution, will they switch over? Some of them will and some of them won't. Um, there, again, confusion reigned. And whose fault is that? Well, partly it's people like me who were opponents. Uh, first of all, we got outspent. Oh, my gosh, did we get outspent. Why? Because the abortion industry and the ACLU and um, a number of deeply progressive groups came out and outspent us gigantically. Um, all you had to do was turn on the television, especially around new, uh, news time, and man, you got, got bombarded with it. A, you got bombarded with it with ads that were lying. Flat out were simply lying about what happened in issue, what was going to be done with issue one. For The one I still love is out-of-state interests. Folks, the the vote no on issue one people were funded out of state at a rate of about 80% of the money came in from out of the state. We had uh, on our, on the yes side, all we had was churches and individuals and a few businesses. Um, businesses did not show up for this thing. And the reason they didn't is kind of obvious. If you think about it, what culture you know, what culturally do we, are we living in right now uh, since the election of Donald Trump? We're smack in the middle of cancel culture. What if your small business uh, gave money or is known to have given money 
to uh, and remember that most of that in large quantities is is a matter of public record. Uh, what what if you're exposed and suddenly cancel culture takes and somebody gets on Twitter and says these guys gave money uh, to keep us from killing our babies? They're enemies of freedom. They're you know uh, name something. Uh, the names that we would be called. Um, it's cancel culture and companies are really afraid to come out and uh, make their uh, corporate, um, you know, their corporate thought known because they don't want to make, um, they, they don't want to make uh, uh, the, uh, well, 57% of the population mad at them in Ohio. Think about this. There was once uh, um, somebody approached Michael Jordan um, about using the power of Air Jordan to for political purposes, and he said no. And they said, how can you do that? You, don't you want to be an influence? He says, yes, but I am fully aware that there are ha- at least half the people in the country that don't wouldn't agree with me that also buy tennis shoes. And that's not a bad place to be. However, there are issues that would require us to drop that kind of uh, um, thinking and say, no, this, this is one of those pivotal issues that require us to take a stand. If you're always fighting uh, while you're running away, you'll you won't win you'll be you'll be slaughtered and you'll find yourself cornered and once you're cornered you will be uh we're we're starting to see that now i don't want to expand too much beyond the boundaries of issue one and the vote but the fact is that uh we are now seeing the result uh people aren't don't really think in long terms when they vote um we are seeing the result uh, of these, f- frankly, uh, spurious uh, indictments and charges. Do I think some of the J6 people uh, should have been um, um, charged and some of them jailed and fined? Absolutely. They engaged in riot inside the House of Representatives or inside the, the Capitol building. They engaged in a riot, and that means that they should, in fact, um uh feel the consequences absolutely they should feel the consequences do i think that they they were involved in an insurrection that's a joke if you know what the uh definitions are and that's what you run into you get you run into people who are fanatics who are now in charge of the um justice department and that could happen anywhere uh, we've seen cases in Michigan, a neighboring state, where people who were investigated for being in opposition to the sitting governor and the sitting secretary of state and the sitting attorney general. they uh, Being charged with crimes because they came out and um, engaged in free speech and uh, said things that the governor and the uh, attorney general and the uh, secretary of state didn't like and said, well, you're interfering with elections. Well, that's absurd. I'm sorry. 
uh, asking for peaceful protest is not an interference in an election. And it wasn't that until uh, Donald Trump was president, and then all of a sudden it was. It was okay for Hillary Clinton to come out and say um, uh, the election was stolen from her. It was okay for Stacey Abrams to come out and say the election was stolen from her over and over and over and over on on the left. They, they could do that, and they could try to crank up. Stacey Abrams, when she was running for governor of uh, Georgia the first time, came out and asked people to come across the border and vote illegally. <laughs> This is the, uh, no one prosecuted her. Okay. That's what can happen if you get involved in, in, in these situations and you're on the quote unquote wrong side of history. And that's exactly those of us who were yes on issue one are being accused of being on the wrong side of history because quote unquote, we're, we're interfering with one man, one vote, which is again, I debunked that last week. And by the way, if you want to go back and listen to those and understand what I'm saying, www.principledpolicy.com. That's principledpolicy.com. And my podcast last week and uh, two weeks before that and going back to the very beginning, the absolute beginning of this program are all online there. I don't know how much more space we have on our server. <laughs> so uh, we may have to archive some of that. Nonetheless, uh, you can go back and listen to what I said. You know, I, I, last week was was about numbers. What 60% versus 50% would look like on the vote. All right. One of the big things that got pointed out, and I, I'm thankful to uh, uh, our friends over at uh, the Center for Christian Virtue who did a podcast on this, uh, which I listened to uh, before coming on. <clears throat> One of the things that we had going on was the fact that uh, we, the yes side on issue one, did very badly in the suburbs. Okay, try and analyze why, in light of what I've already talked about with uh, childbearing age women um, uh, doing uh, coming out in droves to vote no on issue one. Now, Again, I can't prove that. So it may be wrong, but the uh, the honest look at the demographics says that's what happened. Okay. Um, that's really why. Those are the conservatives, generally, not completely. Look, I, I live near Granville, Ohio. That, that was not a conservative enclave. They voted overwhelmingly no on issue one. I, I did find a few yes signs <laughs> uh, on on some uh, side streets and that kind of thing. And there's a, there's a core down there, but it's a college town. It's progressive on its face. Uh, it's, it's progressive liberal. Um, and uh, uh, they voted exactly how I expected them to vote. Now, again, the suburbs, the counties that should have come over and vote, voted yes, barely voted yes, and in some cases voted no. Okay? Again, this is that, that whole thing. A lot of these people are churchgoers. 
Did the churches talk about this much? Did you hear about it in church? If you didn't, you should have. Now, my pastor did pray for this issue uh, and that kind of thing. And I tried to set up a meeting where we could talk about people could come in and, and get clarification and ask questions. And I'd give a presentation um, on, because the implications of issue one went well beyond this abortion question. There's all kinds of stuff that will now be brought up on referendum. Remember, this would have made referendums much, much more difficult. And again, I'll point out that our referendums, the, the stuff I've supported in the past, has passed with more than 60% of the vote. Okay? The marriage amendment, uh, a couple of other things, all passed with greater than 60% of the vote. Okay, that being said, this, uh, the, um, the church was not involved. A lot of people got caught flat-footed because no one was out there countering what was coming in from the propaganda you were getting in the mail. And remember, I talked about a lot of the ads were clustered around news broadcasts. Why, why were they clustered around news broadcasts? Easy to figure out, honestly. Very easy to figure out because the news media were in the bag for the no vote. And in fact, uh, the party apparatus on the Democratic side, obviously, but the GOP establishment was also in the bag for a no vote. I'm not sure exactly what their thinking was. I think they they honestly, uh, well, for instance, John Kasich, it's easy. Uh, Bob Taft, I think Bob Taft got his strings pulled by his, his handlers. And uh, voila, Bob Taft comes out, uh, um, uh, you know, other Mike DeWine, I don't think he said much. He was not for issue one, um, n not shockingly. Um, and uh, it, um, some people came out, believe it or not, and voted for for no on this because they were mad at the Republicans for uh, doing a, November, a an August special election to try to get it passed. Okay, that's dumb reasoning. Uh, supposedly a promise was made that they wouldn't do that. I'm, I am still trying to find out where that is. Uh, nonetheless, uh, that's an, another facet of this. And again, a lot of people, again, weren't sure of it. And so they used excuses like that. Um, and, um, again, understandable why the no votes uh who who voted on the on the uh, um the issue of confusion voted that way because let's face it again huge amounts of money came in to confuse issues um it's uh, it's the way it's done on all these special uh uh referendum all of them uh, if there's a progressive side, they will come in and as far as they're concerned, the end justifies the means. 
Therefore, they can say anything or do anything, lie openly, um, do their work to close out um, the uh, proponents and to uh, vilify the proponents and to uh, uh, make sure that they don't have a complete voice in the issue. And the news media did a pretty good job of that. I can tell you that I, I watch a lot of YouTube. If we turn it on in the office and listen to it, and I turn on long things and that have our information filled, and I listen to them while I'm here working in the office. I don't know how many anti-issue one ads I saw. Um, there were places that, uh, um, for instance, that are heavily pro-Trump, like Ohio's Northeast Corridor, uh, that all uh, people were kind of expecting uh, might come out and vote yes, and they voted no. Why did they vote no? Because those corridors, that Northeast Corridor, is heavily union. Well, the AFL-CIO and a number of other unions came out and uh, asked for a no vote. Very interestingly, one of the uh, proponents, one of the people who was asking for a yes vote, were a couple of the farmers' uh, alliances. Now, you, you got to ask yourself, why was the Farmers Alliance for this? Because they can see the handwriting on the wall. There are people who are anti-farming advocates who are working on and working up a referenda loaded with propaganda. It's all going to be anti-corporate farming and blah de blah de blah blah uh, Anti-meat, anti-corporate farming... Uh, polluting our waterways, um, you know, uh, polluting our air, blah, all that stuff. The, the usual propaganda phraseology. They can see that there's, that they're on the horizon. There are referenda coming. They wanted a 60% minimum to stop that kind of thing. First of all, to slow down the, uh, the performance of, you got to be really sure if there's a 60% uh, um, requirement for passage, you got to be really sure that you really have the electorate behind you before you do it. Because you're going to put millions of, of dollars, thousands and thousands of man hours behind an effort that will probably get steamrolled, uh, kind of like we did. <laughs> 57-43. Um, that'll probably get steamrolled um, in a uh, a regular November election. Um, now, um, you know, uh, other groups, gun control. Everybody can see that gun control will end up being uh, in Ohio will end up being a ballot initiative. And it's all going to be couched in terms of save our children, protect the children, protect our schools. Um, uh, no, no, uh, and when we try to counter with, yeah, do protect our schools. How about, how about we put armed guards in the schools? Oh, we can't do that. We'd rather take the, your guns away than allow the hiring of an armed guard who will be more than happy to uh, engage 
a uh, generally a um, a deranged uh, former student or current student is what most of it is, um, and uh, uh, get the police involved. We also uh, perhaps would uh, question what the police are thinking about in their current tactics on engaging those kinds of people. They're more interested in saving cops' lives than they are in saving children li- children's lives in a lot of cases. I'll think in, in terms of the Uvalde shooting. I'm thinking in terms of, well, any number of shootings. Uh, that's a side issue. The real issue is uh, there will be gun control initiatives on state ballots. There will be anti-farming initiatives on state ballots. There will be restrictions on um, any number of... Uh, there will be free speech restrictions on state ballots. Um, uh, there will be attempts to uh, uh, require licensing of uh, opinion um, places that publish opinions, uh, censorship of, of the Internet, that will be on uh, we, w- state initiatives. Uh, we may see that in a couple of states that have essentially passed um, uh, age restriction requirements on porn- pornographic websites. And those pornographic websites have been forced to essentially just block access to a couple of states. I think Virginia is one of them. There's, there's another state. I would look for ballot initiatives uh, to block those uh, age restriction laws. Who who will be behind it? Oh, the well-oiled machinery and the heavily funded pornography industry. Now, the same thing can be said for Hollywood. Hollywood be, would be behind a referendum to do that. Why? Well, you know, we can't, we just, you know, R-rated uh, movies are art, and you can't block art. Uh, th- the same thing would be said by pornography producers. Well, it's art. It's not really, it, it's not prurient. It's, it's, it's art, and uh, we, you can't r- do those kind of restrictions. The fact that you can walk around a, a state restriction, uh, I'm not going to tell you how. It's easy as pie. Um, it requires spending a little bit of money on a on a certain electronic um, uh, there's electronic methodology. You can figure it out. I'm not going to tell you how. Maybe we'll talk about it someday, but not right now. We're not going to talk about that because this is illustrative of what we're going to see. So we've got poor suburban performance probably due to uh, a lack of uh, leadership from churches. I'll be right up front. If your pastor didn't at least pray for this thing, pray for a yes vote on it, knowing what the stakes were. And remember, one of the shows I did was the stakes, uh, what's at stake at issue one. So if your pastor didn't at least pray for it, and if he doesn't get on board and support a no vote on the November uh, initiative, you got a problem in your church because 
they're looking away from sin, probably for the reason that uh, if you ask them why, they will say, well, it's a divisive issue um, and we don't want to lose members. We don't want to make anybody mad and lose members. Folks, if you don't make, if your church is not making people mad over their sin, then you're in the wrong church most likely. You better talk to your pastor and and put it in that, that way. Are you saying that you don't want to oppose sin because people might be angry and leave and really stop, stop giving, stop tithing? I think you'll find that it will be couched. The reply will be uh, sort of a uh, mealy-mouthed, uh, no, 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 that's not really it. We, we're, we're all supposed to be loving. Yes, we are supposed to be loving. We're also supposed to love the infants that are uh, under the protection of the women who are uh, paying uh, paid assassins to uh, kill them and dismember them with a vacuum. And in many cases, uh, even though, uh, um, you know, these scandals took place, still selling the parts, still selling the parts for stem cell research and for, for other things. Um, so don't kid yourselves. That is sin, ladies and gentlemen, that flat out, there's no way, other way around it. And if a pastor is not coming out and talking directly about that to both the men and women in his congregation, then he is not worthy of the position of being pastor. This, these are pivotal issues. It's interesting to me that Roe v. Wade was finally overturned, like we've been trying to do for 50 years. It's finally overturned Nobody's too worried about it because they're all going to state governments and saying, okay, the federal government isn't doing this anymore. We need you to do it. And the state legislatures and certain referenda are being passed that says, yes, you're right. We need abortion rights in our state constitution. Or we need it in state law. That's what's happening. And if you're blind to that, then I'm sorry, I'm prying your eyes open. Uh, but you need to have it happen. You need to be in prayer over these situations. You need to be think about them deeply. You need to be out looking at places like uh, uh, ccv.org, which is centerforchristianvirtue.org. You need to look at um, Protect Women Ohio. Those kinds of places. Uh and educate yourself on the uh, the questions involved here. Again, poor early voting results. I am not a huge proponent of early voting. I don't think it matters when you vote, um, as long as you vote. Uh, I understand why they want you to go early vote. It's a momentum builder. Uh, that kind of thing. But uh, one of the things that they're pointing to, it's a harbinger. It actually, or pardon me, a bellwether of how mu- how the uh, other side's money, how effective 
the money they put into the campaign was? And the answer is it was highly effective. The no vote on issue one people put a lot of money in uh, and it was effective and it showed in early voting results. Our side didn't go out and vote. Again, I think that points to confusion for the most part. And again, this idea that I still want to reserve the right to kill my baby if I want to. And there are a a slew of men who are like, yeah, I still like uh, uh, sex outside of marriage with no consequences. And believe me, they wouldn't vote yes on issue one, even though the issue was much, much, much larger, as I just explained. Okay. Uh, I need to point out uh, Romans 8.28. And most of you will, will know this passage. And we know that all things work together for good for those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose, for whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be firstborn among many brethren. Okay, what do I mean by all that? What I mean by all that is God has not worked this all out that we can see yet. Of course, all things work together for the good. How can we see good out of this loss in November on a pivotal issue? Well, because, again, God is doing something. He may give a hand us a loss in uh, uh, November. Uh, we we have to keep be cognizant of that. Now I I had a bad day on Wednesday. I didn't I didn't care for the outcome, and uh, but I did not despair because again, as I said, this is a two phase battle. We have the second phase coming up, and remember, uh, Ulysses S. Grant, lick him tomorrow. Well, will we lick him tomorrow? That's kind of up to you. Uh, as I pointed out in the uh, uh, my show when I talked about the numbers, uh, we're very likely to get a very heavy turnout in November because of the this issue. And we've got to get out in front of it, and we've got to educate ourselves, but we also have to be willing to go out and vote. And again, a number of you did that, and I thank you who did. Even those of you who voted no, if you voted for the first time in a long time or hadn't voted in, a, in an August uh, special or any kind of special election, some people only come out on uh, the November election. If you voted in this special primary, I thank you um, for having the worked up the, uh, you cared enough to come out and vote. So thank you. And there are a lot of you out there who did that. Cause remember we talked about, there was a special election in August of 2022. About 800,000 people came out and voted. Um, or 600,000. Um, that's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. Um, nonetheless, um, <clears throat> um I, I give thanks for that but god is working god is working he could give us a loss in november in which case what's he doing he's allowing us as a people to do what we will do to our own destruction
I can't emphasize that too much. You know, I, I, you, you may think I was harsh earlier when I said that women who kill their babies know it's murder and say God will forgive them and that he won't. Yeah, sometimes he won't because they're not repenting and we're not repenting. And by repentance, a complete change of heart. Do we need to change heart, our heart? Absolutely. I'm sure I'm holding on to sin. Um, I may not be able to catalog it at the moment, but I need to repent of some things. I've been perhaps uh, uh, attitudes about this or that or another thing. Remember, I'm an elder, so I have to do a lot of self-reflection. But I heard of a case. Uh, I kind of relate it. In essence, we, we need to, to try to convince people like the case that I, I talked about earlier, that the the uh, a woman who... Th this is the story. She had, uh, she has two b children by two different men, not married to them. And she has found herself pregnant with triplets. And again, this is a third hand story. So, uh, take it for what it's worth. It, it It's not going to be far off from, from a lot of people's story in the same situation. Uh, triplets. Now, um, she knows it's murder. She acknowledges openly that it's murder. But she has no other choice. When it's brought up to her, well, you know, you can, uh, um, you can adopt those children out. You can, you know, put them up for adoption. You can even make the stipulation that they have to stay together. No, no. If I, if I, I, she has the babies, she's not going to give them up for adoption. Period. It's not going to happen. So her only choice is to kill them. So, in other words, rather than than see them live a good life with parents that love them, she'd rather kill them so she can continue to live her life. Folks, this is the kind of mindset that we're dealing with and how do you combat that? Well, you have to get out and evangelize. <laughs> you have to uh, make people understand that God has a set of behaviors he expects us to com, uh, conform with. He requires us to obey, if you will. I, I'm, I'm not saying this as a matter of salvation, but as a matter of sanctification. He requires us to obey his law. Do I mean that not eating shellfish and not wearing mixed uh, things on your, you know, mixed uh, uh, garment, uh, you know, cotton and, and rayon in, in your clothes? No, that's not what I mean at all. I mean, not killing people, not lying, keeping the Sabbath, uh, honoring your father and your mother, not stealing, not committing adultery. Those things. 
Jesus said very openly in the Sermon on the Mount, um, I come not to change the law, but to fulfill it. Not one jot or tittle of the law will change until the age passes away. What does that mean? That means until the whole thing is over. And even then, in our perfected bodies, we will desire to obey God. If you can't evangelize, if we can't evangelize, we, we have to figure out how to undo the propaganda that kids, that kids get in school. The only way to avoid that that I know of is to homeschool your kids. Am I an advocate for that? Yes. Do I realize that you can't, not everybody out there can possibly homeschool their kids? Yeah, I know that. Uh, if you're doing it from a lack of, you know, not doing it from a lack of confidence in your ability, don't worry about that. Guess what? You can do it. My wife and I did it. We graduated all three of our daughters from our homeschool, um, and they all went on to do very successful things. Um, you know, my daughter, uh, one daughter got a degree in history. Uh, another daughter got a degree in, uh, um, oh gosh, veterinary technology. Another daughter is, uh, um, does, uh, uh, at-home computer billing. So, yeah. They, they are successful. They're not, uh, you know, uh, socially stunted and all that stuff. All right, the church needs to become awake to these issues. The church is not awake to these issues. It certainly was not awake to issue one, and I don't think right now it's awake to issue two or to uh, the November issue. I think it's issue one on the November ballot, too. I'm not sure yet. I'll get that information out there. Um, but too many people still trust the mainstream media, and we saw that in the vote. Um, and we need to understand that uh, um, they're lying to us. I mean, th they are... Uh, uh, how many Christians are actually in the news media, there are a few, and we all point to them and say, see, he's one of us, he's one of us. Sometimes. Uh, I can remember, well, we won't go into that because I'm short on time. But the fact is that uh, um, I, I, we need you involved in the fight in November. Don't just sit back in the chairs. Uh, you can contact me at uh, principledpolicy.com and through my email uh, chairman at the principledpolicy.com you can you can do that it comes in right here on my desk and uh, we'll see what we can do to get you hooked up uh, I'm looking for the best places to to go through to get uh, to uh, campaign for this and when I find that out uh, campaign against uh, the the so-called women's uh, and Children's Health Initiative, let, let me know. I, I, I very much want to help you uh, be involved in that. Uh, okay, uh, again, uh, chairman at principledpolicy.com. And uh, you know what I think. I want to know what you think. www.principledpolicy.com. That's principledpolicy.com. And I would ask that you would join me again next week for another Principles and Policies 
even if you want to uh, throw rotten tomatoes and uh, uh, rotten vegetables at me. I'd, I'd like to hear that. I mean, please uh, contact us and let us know. But uh, join us again next week for another Principles and Policies.